Hi everybody and welcome back to I Am Journal Club. Today we're back with another bonus episode. To speak with Simon Sinek, we want to start with a why. Why should we do I Am Journal Club? Why might it be interesting, maybe necessary? Why could it even be fun? Sir Isaac Newton is believed to have said the following. If I've seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. Now, Newton was not a doctor, but a 17th century astronomer and physicist, and his metaphor talks about how a new scientific discovery builds on older ones. But the same is true for clinical practice. We already know a lot, but we still know so little. So our aspiration, our obligation really, if we think about our patients, should be to become and stay lifelong learners. Why should you not stay current on the medical literature? Modern medicine is truly magical in many ways. Even though we cannot cure every patient or condition, or not even diagnose uh, all of them, just think of all the undiscovered gene mutations in cancer or all the unknown autoantibodies in rheumatological diseases, there are advances that really stand out. One of them is in the field of chronic myeloid leukemia, which used to carry a grim prognosis, as you can see in Kaplan Meyer's survival cross. Prior to the mid-1970s, even in the non-acute phase, the median overall survival was something like three and a half years. Since then, first immunotherapies like interferon and finally targeted therapies with tyrosine kinase inhibitors like imatinib came along, and so that CML is now essentially a chronic disease. Similarly, people with HIV, when they get an adjunct care such as interventions that can prevent or at least delay cardiovascular disease, now have essentially a normal life expectancy. 30-day mortality after an ST elevation myocardial infarction has dropped from almost 15% in the 1990s to well under 5%. The list goes on. However, there are many medical interventions that were originally hailed as breakthroughs, only later to be found ineffective and in some cases harmful. Consider the case of flactinide and other antiarrhythmics, which used to be prescribed widely in the 1980s, to prevent fatal arrhythmias after acute coronary syndrome. The case 1 and 2 trials, however, showed that while preventing PVCs, these drugs were also pro-arrhythmogenic and increased mortality. Vinay Prasad, an oncologist at UCSF, and Adam Saifu, an internist at the University of Chicago, wrote a book about this phenomenon, which they called medical reversal. They called for more care and oversight, and that the burden of proof shall lie with him or her, or them, who lays the charge. I find it remarkable that so much effort, money, time, and energy, and patients enrolled into clinical studies are wasted on inadequate study designs or studies too small to prove a definite effect beyond reasonable doubt. What's even more fascinating is the sheer number of studies that are published, not just conceived or performed, but actually published, every single day and every single year. I find it super fun to talk about studies, not just because I'm a researcher, but mostly because I'm a clinician, and I find it uh, curious why some staff say the slightest advantage in your anticoagulant regimen after an MI gets dissected to the bone, while in other fields, say gynecology or psychiatry, there's a relative absence of new evidence. The most fun I have is when I can relate a study to a patient that I'm seeing and talk about it to other clinicians. Does that particular study, uh, study apply to the patients? Why or why not? It's really fun to talk to other clinicians or to researchers or both about new studies. The number of PubMed index papers increases all the time. 
It's basically an exponential relationship. Even though the number of PubMed indexed journals, and that doesn't even include all open access publishers, seems to plateau, the number of papers per year will soon be approaching a million a year. Now, you might say that's the entire field of medicine. I'm only practicing internal medicine. I don't even care about diagnostics and treatments that are meant for more, sub, uh, more for subspecialists. Let's say you just want to read the New England Journal, Annals of Internal Medicine, JAMA, and for good measure, JAMA IM. That's still uh, almost 200 papers a month. And that doesn't even count other general IM journals such as The Lancet, BMJ, the American Journal of Medicine, the Green Journal, JGIM, or Mayo Clinical Proceedings, or subspecialty medicals for that journal. At I Am a Journal Club, our mission, should you choose to accept it, is to guide you through some of the most interesting internal medicine studies published in the last few weeks and months that you would have liked or should have heard about. Our target group are physicians and other clinicians in internal medicine or family medicine, in general internal or family medicine, hospital medicine and primary care, or in an internal medicine subspecialty. Also biostatisticians, epidemiologists, data scientists, and other quantitative researchers. In general, journal club enthusiasts. Our hidden agenda is to shed some light on the study's methods, but also on the context. What was known before? How do the new results change things? So what does this all mean? We will give you more bonus episodes like this one, even though future ones might again be primers on particularly difficult methods, like the one on network meta-analysis with Professor Munzman. We are a bit understaffed here, though, at I Am Journal Club. Even though I have Fernando, our incredible video editor, Professor Munzman, who I may consult again about a, a method, and the IBEs and our adboard support, BJ Chain, Jeff, John, Kathy, Marcel, Rahul, and Warren, we need some help with three things. First, finding cool new papers and discussions. Second, editing our scripts based on the paper and discussion chosen. And third, with social media. If you're interested and able to help with any of these, then please drop us an email at im at hello at imjournalclub.com. In the meantime, subscribe to our YouTube channel, our podcast, and our mailing list. I'll see you guys in the next episode.